Hello and welcome back to Knots What I'm Talking About. It's been a while since our last episode with the fantastic Rob Green. If you've not checked that one out, I highly recommend you do. And to do so, we have a new home for the podcast. We've moved things over to Anchor. So from now on, you can find the podcast at anchor.fm slash knots what I'm talking about. The podcast still obviously remains available from all the usual sources. And if you are already subscribed, it'll still update in your current feeds. But that's where you can find it from now. And if you are enjoying what we do, please do subscribe on there and keep track of us. We're also available on Spotify for those using that platform as well as the usual podcast platform. So here we are with a brand new episode and we're doing something a bit different this time around because rather than chatting to a person from Nottingham, we're chatting to a person who is visiting Nottingham. This week's guest is Sigourney Beaver, who is a drag performer, describes herself as a female impersonator, impersonator, and she's appearing at the rescue rooms on the 26th of March as part of the Boulay Brothers Dragula Season 4 UK Tour. For those that don't know, Boulay Brothers Dragula is a drag competition that takes place uh, over in the States and is shown on the channel Shudder which is available on streaming platforms in this country. It's hugely popular, growing show. It's a very different show to other drag races, more sort of graphic, dark, uh, sort of more um, theatrical in many ways. And it's very, very fun. And uh, that's what I'm talking about. Jerry is a huge fan of the show and took the chance to talk to season four finalist Sigourney Beaver about her career as a drag performer taking part in the show and coming to Nottingham this month. So check this episode out. And if you are interested in tickets to Boulay Brothers Dragula Season 4 UK Tour, which is at the Rescue Rooms on Saturday, the 26th of March, head over to the Rescue Rooms website. Tickets are still available. For now, this is Not What I'm Talking About with Sigourney Beaver. Yeah, I did. It finally got me. Oh no! <laughs> I've been—I don't know. I mean, I've been like really like lucky for a long time, mm. but it—it it finally got me. But thankfully, I'm all um, chock full of vaccines and boosters. That it really was not as bad as I was told that it could have been. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. one good thing about the vaccine is that it has. It would. If, I think if you didn't have it, it would be more severe. Yeah. And also, like, it, it didn't, like, last very long. It was mm. probably, like, three or four days and it was done. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I was like, okay. <laughs> and I expect you were thinking really it was a lot longer as well then. Oh, no. It was a perfect fit in my schedule, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> One good reason to have a little bit of a R&R is get COVID. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like if you won't take a break, your body will take it for you. Yeah. 
<laughs> so mm -hmm. I do have some questions for you and I do have some fan questions for you as well. Okay. Okay, so one of the first before I start is um, May May Graves said to say hello and your pickles are still in their fridge and they don't know what to do with them oh my god i love may may first <laughs> of all those pickles are going to stay there because i don't know why she thought that i was going to fly home with a jar of pickles because <laughs> i'm not <laughs> I but, love what her. She, what so funny. but what's she going to do with this jar of pickles though eat them all I would, I would imagine, you know, and it's just as long as like they get used somehow in their pickle life, whether it's being <laughs> eaten or turned into some kind of like art or drag perhaps, mm. or maybe they just bring her some kind of physical comfort by their slimy texture. I just want them <laughs> to get used in order for me to feel fulfillment. <laughs> well, that way, you know, they won't have been wasted either. Exactly. So, right, let's get into it. So how was Sigourney created? What made you decide to have Sigourney Beaver and decide the aesthetic? Um, honestly, just living out my imagination and mm. chemical imbalance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've always loved performing and I was actually um, introduced to drag at like a very young age. Mm. And so I've always been like infatuated with it. Yeah. But, um, you know, long story short, I decided to seek after it because it's what I wanted to do. And, you know, why not? Why can't I? Mm. And as far as like the aesthetic goes, um, I mean, I'm very, I'm so very much into um, like, classic like comic book like mm. superhero pinup like women and like you know like the dungeons and dragons like warrior yeah. women illustrations and the books and all of that kind of like uh like fierce fantasy female mm -hmm. is something that I'm so like um 101% into yeah. and I knew that I wanted to look like that and it's it's been a journey transforming into this. I did not start out doing track half <laughs> the size of the waist that I do now or the titties. <laughs> but it's it's been incredible and I love it. And I'm so happy that I'm able to showcase on the outside mm -hmm. how I feel on the inside, which is cunty. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my essential everyday words is cunt or cunty. I just love it. Uh-huh. And, it, and, it, and it's when I use it and people are like, what? I'm like, it's a term of endearment for me. If I call yeah. you a cunt, that means you are special to me. Yeah. I and think I accidentally said it at the bank the other day. <laughs> <laughs> the teller. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> oh well, if they did if you if I think if you did, they would have said something, although they might have been like, what? No, she was also gaggy on like all of the like crumpled $1 bills I'd brought her. So, <laughs> so I feel like in her heart, she too knew it yeah. was cunty. <laughs> so how have you found being a female in a male dominated um, drag scene? Because obviously it's very rare for um, AFAB women to go into the world of drag. We've got drag queens, we've got drag kings, but to be a natural female in that scene, how have you found that? I mean, one step at a time. Mm. I find myself in it every day. 
And it's also something that's like women have been in drag for a very long time. It's just mm. something that like has been pushed out of the light. Mm. And, you know, it's it's so funny because I also like to like remind people that, you know, these like cis men that are drag queens that mm. do drag that idolize all of these like divas and like pop stars mm. those are your inspirations that's what you are trying to achieve but like why would you say to any of them that what they're doing is not drag or that mm. they could not do drag because it's literally what you're trying to do mm. <laughs> right um Exactly. And do you feel it is becoming more acceptable for um, women to be on the drag scene as drag queens as when it was maybe when you first started out? Oh, my God. So much so. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like five or six years ago when mm. I started doing drag, it was not a thing. And mm. in fact, like I, I knew that I wanted to do drag as like a hyper like feminine drag mm. queen. And I was told at my home bar at the time in the in the town that I lived mm. that they wouldn't allow it. I was wow. not allowed. They wow. could, they would not let me do drag. And that's actually how I started doing burlesque was because mm. I was like, I got to find something. I, I've got to do something. I'm, you know, mm. I need fulfillment. <laughs> <laughs> I need an artistic release. And this is going to be it. It's going to be here. Look out. <laughs> I'm going to find a way to unleash it. And finally, after a year of like, you know, rolling around on a dirty mm. stage with my tits out, they were like, okay, you can do drag. You can yeah. do drag. After I was able to find that there was like an actual um, pageant that was like specifically for like cis mm. women, drag queens, AFAB queens, they like yeah. to call them divas, what, whatever. There's 101 terms. They all change all the mm. time. But um there was an actual pageant for them and they were able to see oh okay so this is a thing you can do it now and mm. it's still like I could not get a paid booking until I had won a pageant title because mm. they like they were like you can do drag but you can only do it for free <laughs> so it's it's very 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 different now you know for mm. me personally but also it's so I just love I love seeing how easy it is for mm. a lot of women that want to do drag to like get into drag yeah. now and to get into the scene and have it not be like some hard difficult like you know like mm. task or just like burden of just trying to you know like get the same stage time mm. as everyone else yeah it's yeah. And I love, love, love my favorite thing in the world is getting uh, all kinds of like messages or hearing from like other women being like, mm. I had no idea that I could do drag too. I've always wanted to do this. Or like, I've, you know, approached people about doing this mm. and they said, no, I couldn't because this, this, this. And they're like, I'm so happy to see you and to like mm. found you to like tell them that like, yes, I can, and fuck off. Like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so my favorite. what advice would you, do you have for women who are wanting to become a drag queen then from your own personal experience? Do it. <laughs> Just, you know, don't take no for an answer. Mm. Um, you keep your chin up. 
try try everything try everything at least twice so Mm. that you know that you get a good handle for it you know and don't listen to other people and think that you have to change yourself Mm. to fit their idea of what you should be but also listen to advice from you know your peers and people that you like look up to and Mm. respect but but take it with a grain of salt you know you know yeah um and just be open to new things and be ready to adapt and um also surrender your sleep schedule and wallet (laughs) to drag (laughs) because I guarantee that's what I've done for the last five or six years I don't sleep I spend everything on drag (laughs) and I love it I wouldn't change it well as they say you sleep when you're dead yeah (laughs) which (laughs) yes it could be sooner than later I don't know there's a lot of drag happening (laughs) (laughs) um so what made obviously you touch upon the Dungeons and Dragons so how did you decide to have that as your aesthetic rather than the typical, you know, pageantry queens or let's say the other styles of drag that is out there that we see on other shows or on other platforms? I mean, that's just like a certain like um, like art type that I'm like drawn mm. to and really inspired by. But like I do like, um, I like to kind of float around on looks. I like I do have very strong um you know, pageant mm. uh, looks and stuff. Cause I, I do come from a pageant background. So if I know I'm going to be somewhere where they like pageants, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a pull it out on them and let them <laughs> see it and eat it. But I also, you know, I like to float around. I like to do different mm. things. I like to do different kinds of looks that really just all like obvi like centers like around me and like what I mm. like. So like are you always going to see a fucking corset? Yes, you are. <laughs> are you going to see some big ass beautiful hair? Yes, indeed. Is there going to be a stiletto with a four inch heel and a pointy toe every time? Because that's what I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the going on Dungeons and Drags, I would absolutely love to see you in something draggy like that because mm-hmm. there is so many elements that you can play. I mean, I'm a huge D&D nerd. So it's my children, and it's like it's always the cool people that are into D and D, and it's just uh-huh. like, and I think that's becoming more on the uprising as well. But honestly, I could see you as a cleric or a really like filthy high priestess elf. That'd be hot. I always play uh, <laughs> spellcasting. Mm. Um, yeah, I always play spellcasters because it just seems more efficient that way. <laughs> always, yeah. So going on to your looks, your looks on Dragula to me, oh my God, I was in love with every single one of them. And I introduced my 15 year old son to Dragula as well, because he really loved, he's very LGBTQIA um, because he's asexually romantic himself. So I thought, you know what, I'll introduce you to Dragula. And even he was like rooting for you. And I'm just like, and even he was like, I can see her doing this. I can see her doing that. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I have brought my child up well that he loves drag queens and he's ma- no matter their gender or, or um, however. But how did you find your experience on Dragula with the critiques? I mean, you, you, you had a few wins under your belt as well. Just the one. <laughs> was it just, um, was it one? Yep. Shit, I thought it was more than that. 
no, it was one and it was a long yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like- looking at Saint across the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> Make an eye contact with her, remember. <laughs> but how, how, what made you decide to go for Dragula instead of any of the other drag shows on other platforms? There's no other options for me. <laughs> you know, Drag Race doesn't take, you, you know, like cis women drag queens. They, uh, they, you know, at the time that I was at Dragula, like mm. Drag Race UK with Victoria Scone, mm. like I think had just finished filming, but like it wasn't announced yet. So like, you know, no one knew as far yeah. as I knew. I was like, I think I'm one of the first, which is still true. But yeah. um, it's just like Drag Race historically has never and like would never Mm. so I knew I was like that's not an option plus also like I'm kind of afraid of drag race the contract is terrifying the contract is terrifying yes so like I'm it's not for me and Mm. yeah no I've I mean I wanted to do Dragula because I was a huge fan of the show Mm. like I I found the show I you know I already was doing drag Mm. And I fucking love drag. And it just seems like something, you know, I was like, well, I, I could do this. I could, if I tried, I was like, I, I could probably do it. And if I got on, like, mm. I, could, I could compete. And um, as far as like being there and being like on uh, the show, and I mean, I, I do come from a pageant background, so I'm, I'm not a stranger to the mm. idea or the experience of standing on stage and being told your drag sucks. Mm. <laughs> it sucks and you suck because that's, <laughs> that's, that's been a lot of my pageant experience. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. It's, I was just so happy to like be there mm. and to be showcasing everything that I brought and to like be myself and live out this dream that like I wasn't going to take anything too hard or harder than I had to mm. and looking back did you when you read if you, if you did rewatch the show did you take any notes and have you grown from that no I lived it <laughs> I don't have to take any notes it's all carved into me and some of it seared in there forever <laughs> no it's just funny to like go back and like uh the only notes that I think I ever took was watching episodes and being like, son of a bitch, no one told me my fucking eyelash is crooked. Here I am <laughs> sitting here on goddamn TV. None of these people in this room are my friends. I was like, it's practically falling off my fucking face. <laughs> Can you believe it? Those are the only notes that I really took. <laughs> to be fair, I have not, I did not notice any crooked lashes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And also, I am a freak. So, like, if it's somewhere that I can, like, pick it apart, like, mm. anything that's not perfect, I'll I'll see it and I'll know. Only on myself. Yeah. Now, yeah. with the relationships that you have had on Dragula, I mean, have you made friends that with people you didn't expect to make friends with? Or did you just go there and thought, right, I'm here for me, nothing else, friends is a bonus? Or... I mean, when I went into it, you know, the day that I got there, I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to meet everyone. I'm Mm. so excited to have all of these new friends. I'm so excited to have this new family and I'm going to have this, you know, like, uh, like sisterhood or whatever Mm. with everyone. Like, that's going to be so incredible. I've always wanted that. 
and um and I did I did find that in a in like a few people mm. there and at the same time though like th- there's you know I can I can go into a competition and I can be there for myself but that doesn't mean that I have to drag down anyone mm. else or that I also can't help anyone else yeah. along the way you know mm. I can I can be confident without having to be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I did think you were very, to me, you were just the person you were. I mean, from what I can gather from just speaking to you and having seen you on the show, you're just a wholesome person that will help people if they're not being a cunt to you. And even if they are, I did. Mm. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> I'm a very nice lady. <laughs> and did you see yourself? Did you expect to see yourself in the top four? Yes, of course. Because why would I be going mm. into a competition like this and, you know, bring my all yeah. in something that I care so much about? Why would I go into it and not see myself mm. there? Because that's where I want to be and yeah. that's where I'm working to be. I mean, to be fair, when we first watched, watched the very first opening episode me and my son Mitchell we were like right Sigourney's gonna be top three Sigourney's <laughs> gonna be top and we just like we love predicting that sort of thing and I think we got most of it correct because we had you Saint and Dali and Hoso was the top four mm-hmm. and when we got to that final episode we were like yes and we were both like we're not gonna be bad at who wins because this is a really strong top four yeah same same yeah, it, those were also my predictions as well from day one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, not day one, maybe like as soon as Dolly showed up, I was like, oh, all right, here it is. It's me, Saint and Dolly. And then Hoso was a twist that w- we were also gagged, especially yeah. Hoso. <laughs> I mean, it, what, it was cruel the way they drag and swan and made her wait. Oh, I know. See that face. You, I was just like, poor Hoso, oh, no. just that put her out of misery. <laughs> poor Hoso. Of I course, just wanted, it was just. I was just screaming at the TV. I was like, I just want yeah. to give her so a hug. I know. Well, she did. We all gathered around her. Yeah. <laughs> and it was cute. If you had a choice in any exterminations, any or any future exterminations, what would you love to see? In like extermination challenges, what mm. would I love to see? Yeah. Okay. Here it is. This was my idea. Think about it. Uh, it's like a needle in the haystack kind of situation. Okay. But make it drag. It's you got to climb through this damn dirty dumpster and find this one particular golden tube of lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> and throw their asses in a giant foul dumpster. You know and what? Make I'm, them dig through it. <laughs> I'm kind of getting saw vibes. You know, I don't know. I can't remember which saw one it is, but they're in like where it's full of needles. What? They ha- in the Saw films, have you seen them? Oh, in Saw. In Saw, oh, okay. yeah. Sorry, it's my accent. Um, it's where they're in the big bin and it's just fu- filled full of needles. But it just kind of gave me that image there that they have to climb through that. Not needles, obviously, but as you said, hey, that's also very Dragula. You <laughs> <laughs> have to climb through a dumpster full of needles. <laughs> and so, obviously, with your upcoming tour, because you've got the UK coming up next month. Yes, next month. Um, and obviously the US, how are you planning to relax between the shows? And are you getting to see any sightseeing? Um, 
I mean, not too much relaxing between the shows and mm. the sightseeing. Like I love traveling. I love it so much. Mm. And being able to like do drag and travel at the same time, gag, a dream come true. <laughs> I like, I don't get to do as much as like touristy sightseeing things mm. in all of the cities as I would like to do. Yeah. Um, because I am doing drag, but um, <laughs> even just getting to like go into like, um, like see the, all of the different clubs and mm. meet all of the different performers. That is like ultimate. I love yeah. it. I love it so much. It's so fun and it's so cool. Excellent. Um, I mean, it's like Nottingham, it's like a typical city. And the, if you do get the chance, there is an amazing little pub called the Trip to Jerusalem. Yeah. And it's like one of the oldest pubs in the UK. And it's just and it's, and it's just that very aesthetic to it as well. You can feel it's very old. And it's just like it, and there's a superstition, I think, if you touch the boat that's in the bottle, you I don't what? know if it's true or not. There's there's a superstition that if you touch the boat in the bottle that hasn't been cleaned for years, Ew. you die. Work. I mean, yeah, I believe it. If, if I'm touching things in like a damn dirty <laughs> bottle, I'd probably die too. Please don't touch the dirty bottle. We want to see you. <laughs> oh, I do my best. No promises. <laughs> if it's a good looking bottle, I might not be able to resist. <laughs> well, can you give us a little tease of what we can expect from the upcoming tour? Oh. Just a little I mean, There's going to be a corset. Of course. <laughs> and there's gonna be some big beautiful hair. And some and titties. And some fucking titties. <laughs> with a four-inch stiletto with a pointy toe. Of course. I, I think I would be very disappointed <laughs> if you didn't bring any of those. I think everyone right? would. <laughs> I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> I would be in trouble. <laughs> so I do have a couple of um fan questions. Um one's from Blair Witch. And their question is, how crazy would it be if people just focused on your art and performance instead of asking you about being AFAB? And do you think drag will ever be an even playing field for all performers? I mean, it already is starting to go um, in that direction where I Mm -hmm. do, like, receive, you know, the questions about being like, oh, it's so hard to have a vagina and do drag, isn't Mm. it? Like, I... I still get them like all the time, but it's not nearly as much. And it's not something that's like solely focused on like it was, you know, Mm. when I first was starting to do drag and when it was, you know, when like cis women doing like high femme drag was such like a a rarity, like commodity, like, you know, freaky kind of thing. And so I, I I love it. I love that it's just not becoming like such like a, a weird, rare thing anymore. Mm. And I, I do have a lot of people now, especially after the show, that are just looking at my drag and my art mm. and, like, not seeing, you know, what I might be hiding in my pants yeah. behind it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I do have another question from Rich Thompson. Um, is, they said, as Sigourney, you're very confident about your body, not afraid to use your sensuality and glamour. What advice do you have for those out there to find confidence in themselves and who are your biggest influences to your drag? And what advice would you have to those wanting to try drag for the first time? That is such a juicy question. <laughs> um, <laughs> as far as like finding that confidence, I don't know. I really don't know. It's something that it took me 
a very, 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 very long time to find it. Mm. And in fact, it feels like I was able to find it like just right before the show, Mm. like just in time that I was able to like find this confidence like in myself to be like, I can, you know, I work hard. I've worked hard for a Mm. long time and I care about what I do. And I can, I can say out loud that like, I am good. Mm. (laughs) I am good. I am good at this. I can, you know, I have earned that, you know, and I don't have to feel bad. Like I'm like bragging or like being a dick when I say it, you know, I, I think, I don't know. I really do think that like manifesting and like Mm. words of affirmation and like power poses and stuff. I think that that was like a very, very, very big confidence um, booster for me. Mm. And as far as like people getting into drag for the first time, just, just try a lot of stuff. If you see anything that you like or like Mm. anything that even like kind of interests you do it, do it, chase after it, try it. Like you might like it, or you might find something else that you like, like for drag along the way. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. And one final question from my, and I do apologize if I butcher his name because I did post in the um, Dragula um, Facebook group asking for some fan questions. So Michael Trollinger asked, can you ask her Sigourney who her pop icons are? Who my pop icons Mm. are? Ooh, we, I mean, gotta play the hits, you know, it's Madonna it's Britney, it's Gaga, it's Beyonce. Oh my God, there's literally so many. <laughs> I mean, pop icons, like any, any, like, any, like a big, bad, like diva, mm. I'm there. I'm there. Like, that's, that's who I like. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time for this interview, Scorney. And I am, I am introducing my son, to this, his second drag show because we're going to see um, RuPaul's Drag Race, but we're also seeing Dragula, and I'm taking yeah! him with me. So, oh I my God. yeah, I am so excited to see how he's going to react to Dragula in person. And in the meet and greet line, unfortunately wowie. not, because by the time we booked <gasps> tickets, meet and greet was sold out. I was like, no! I was just like, why would you do this to me? Damn it. I know. I think he, because he's quite shy as well, I think if I did get meet and greet, he would literally lose his shit and he'd be like, crap, what am I doing? What am I saying? <laughs> I'd be like, the, the supporting mom, just ask them what you want, darling. It's fine. They don't care. Just ask them. <laughs> <laughs> but I know when, um, <coughs> excuse me, for the final four show, when Saint did the household wife look with the litter tray, he was like literally mm-hmm. sat watching me. He was like, go, bleh, bleh. and I was like, darling, that yep. is the whole point of Dragula. It's the filth. And yep. that exposed, and I'm waiting for the other seasons to come on Shudder so that I can introduce him to those as well, which I think were worse exterminations. Yeah. Yeah. So, and worse four so. shows as well. So <laughs> I'm like, think, I just can't wait to just see his reaction when he's there to seeing the filth, the glamour, the horror in person. Well, and also there's just like, 
the the thing that I love about Dragula is that like everyone, you know, all of the contestants across mm. all of the seasons, they're all so different. Yeah. You're not gonna encounter two that are, you know, the same. Mm. You you know, you'll see sure like you'll see similarities between mm. people, but like that's because you're looking for them. Yeah. But truly like everyone is like unique and original. And so like what a treat. That that's going to be for him to sit yeah. down and get to like suck all of that in yeah. at once. <laughs> I think he might be like needing a little um, soft alcoholic drink when we get home to <laughs> like, recover from the shock. I'm like, hey, darling, just have a gin and tonic. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> fixes everything. <laughs> of course. But no, honestly, thank you so much once again for taking the time to speak with me today. And as I said, I really cannot wait to see you on the 28th of March. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. No worries. Thank you so much. thank you there to Sigourney Beaver for joining us for that chat if you want to find out more about Sigourney you can check out her website SigourneyBeaver.com or find her on Twitter at Beaver Sigourney and a huge thanks as well to Jerry for sorting and running that interview you can follow Jerry on Twitter at Activist84 as always you can find us on uh, Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash not what I'm talking about and on Twitter at NG Digital UK. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, our new home for the podcast is anchor.fm forward slash not what I'm talking about. Check that out for all episodes of the podcast. Those, of course, are also available on the usual podcast hosts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And if you are interested in checking out Sigourney and the rest of the Dragular cast at the regular season four uk tour that's at the rescue rooms on the 26th of march then head over to the rescue rooms website rescuerooms.com where you can find more on tickets and how to book them uh, again thanks a lot for listening hopefully you've enjoyed this episode as i said it's a bit different with a chat to someone who's visiting nottingham uh, we're going to look at doing a few more of them in the future as well as always of doing episodes with some of uh, nottingham's most interesting people Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. This is not what I'm talking about. Goodbye.